Praise the Lord. You are welcome to Christian Singles and Married on Air, a program designed to teach the biblical purpose, process, and pattern of marriage for the Christian Singles and Married. I am your host, Olushegun Mokuolu. During the last broadcast, we considered one of the temporal purpose of God for marriage, which is producing godly offspring. We had earlier divided the purpose of God for marriage into three, the eternal purpose of God, the temporary purpose of God, and the specific purpose of God. And we had considered the eternal purpose of God for marriage. We are now looking at the temporary purpose of God for marriage. The first one we considered um, is that God wants to produce godly offspring. God is looking for godly children. So he created marriage so that we can have godly children. Today we will move on to look at another purpose of God for marriage under the temporal purpose of God for marriage, which is to complement one another. God created marriage so that the man and the woman can complement each other. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 says, Two are better than one. So, God didn't create marriage as a competition. Marriage is not a competition. Marriage is to be complementary. God didn't create the man and the woman the same. The man is uniquely different. The woman is uniquely different. And the reason for this is so that they can become one part. Uh, It is simply uh, creating something that is one but yet in two parts such that when they come together that is when they function as one take for example your phone your phone has the hardware component then you also have a sim that sim though very small without it your big phone your expensive phone will actually not work. It needs that small thing in order to be able to function, in order to be able to work. Now, when you put the SIM in the phone, they become one, and then they function appropriately. The phone cannot say, well, I'm so big. I'm so big. I've got nothing to do with this small, tiny SIM. No. The sim was not tiny because the sim is inadequate, but the sim was made to be tiny so that it can fit in into the phone. In other words, God didn't create two same people. He created two different people, man and woman, and they were created to complement each other. So you must understand that that your wife essentially will be different from you. 
and you will be different from your wife. But that is a plus. That should not be a problem. Because that way, you can then fuse into each other. Even in the natural, it is often said that usually you will find qualities in, in a woman that you can't find in the man. It is one party that usually knows how to manage money than the other. It is one party that remembers name of people than the other. One may be good with faces, another one may be good with names. God designed marriage deliberately like that so that you can complement one another. So, you may have strength and your strength, let's say for example, is 90%. If your strength as a man is 90% and then God gives you a wife that is 10%, you can't be abusing that woman and say, woman, why is it that you, you are just 10%? No. It is 10% that is needed to balance your 90%. And so God gives you that 10%. Don't go and be looking at another woman who is offering 60%. That woman, her own husband is 40%. So when she matches with her husband, they become 100%. So at the end of the day, everybody is 100%. So you don't go admiring other people's marriage work on your own marriage it is you are created to complement each other you are not to fight one another whatever you earn is to complement each other it's not to compete there is no competition in marriage if there is a place where you should not have any form of competition it should be in marriage because marriage is supposed to be complementary. God wants you to complement one another. God, uh, in his wisdom, has also created marriage for good reward. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9, it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. There is a good reward. God wants husband and wife to have good reward. So when two people come together, it should not marriage should not make your life become miserable. God didn't create marriage to make the life of men or women miserable. He create marriage so that they can both have a good reward. You are not to have evil reward. In the world system, they say that a woman is a necessary evil. That is not true. A woman is a help. A woman is a blessing. A woman is a glory. When a woman joins a man, is to make the life of that man better. In fact, the scripture says that when a man finds a wife, he has found a good thing. God calls a woman good. In fact, when the man was alone, God said, it is not good. And then God said, when a man finds a wife, he has found a good thing. So a woman is not a necessary evil. 
A woman is good. A woman is a blessing. The scripture went on further to say, if a man finds a good wife, he has found a good thing and obtained favor from the Lord. A woman is a favor. So God expects you that your life will get better because of marriage. If people's life turns out the worst as a result of marriage, it is because they are violating the word of God concerning marriage. It is never in the plan of God. It is never in the mind of God that marriage will make your life more difficult. That marriage will make your life more miserable. No, it is not. It is never in the plan of God. If we read that scripture for that, that's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, uh, verses 9 to 12. It says, For if they fall, one will lift up his, his fellow. That means that marriage provides a safeguard. If a man is alone, he can fall alone and there's nothing he can do. But if they are true, they are to help each other. So you are not to condemn the other person and say, you, why are you falling? See, you are there to help that person up. It says, for when one falls, the one will lift his fellow. Say, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he had not another to help him. Don't forget, the woman is said to be a helpmate. So, marriage provides a safeguard for a man and a woman. God expects you to use marriage to bring one another up. To strengthen one another. When one is weak, one is strong. The one that is strong should not go ahead and just keep condemning the one that is weak. You should help each other. That is part of the plan of God for marriage. If the scripture went further says, again, if two lie together, then they have heat. Let me pause here a little. You see, marriage provides heat. Marriage does not allow you to grow cold. It should provide heat. But there is something to that. The scripture says, if they lie together. The husband and wife must lie together. It is not that one is putting his head here. The other is putting his head in in another direction. When husband and wife lie together, when they plan together, when they talk together, when they reason together, there is heat. Both physical heat, mental heat, and spiritual heat. They generate heat that protects them from the cold around. So, sexually, God has also put marriage there so that the man and the woman can both express themselves sexually in marriage. I must warn, particularly those who are not married, that marriage does not cure sexual lust. Marriage takes care of sexual needs. There's a difference between the two. In most cases, 
a young man, a young woman that is having sex before marriage, which the scripture calls fornication, is likely to graduate into adultery when he's married. The reason is that marriage, God didn't create marriage to cure lust. God created marriage to take care of sexual needs. There is a natural God-given sexual needs which can be met absolutely well in marriage. But for a man that lust has not been dealt with in his heart, he will still be looking outside. For a woman who has not dealt with the sinful nature, who has not submitted her sinful nature to Christ, she will still not find fulfillment in marriage. So marriage does not take care of lust. It takes care of sexual needs. Lust is taken care of on the cross of Calvary. So if, for example, you are in a relationship with someone and the person is already unfaithful, don't expect the person to be faithful when you get married. Except the person encounters Christ in a new way there is not going to be any change because marriage doesn't take care of lust. If marriage takes care of lust, it will mean that everybody, once people are married, they don't go outside of marriage to have sex. But that is not true today. People are going outside of marriage. They call it cheating. It is actually sin. It is not cheating. But you see, the point is this. The Bible says when they lie together, they will have heat. You must lie together. Don't go and be lying with another person. It is with your wife you must lie with. The woman must lie with the husband, not with another person. Stop lying with other, person, other people. Lie with your wife. Lie with your husband. The Bible says you will have heat. When you do that, you will have heat. Marriage will protect you from the coldness around it's a save, it's a save verb for you. It says, but how can one be warm alone? How can one be warm alone? You must not abandon the responsibility of generating heat with your spouse. You must not allow your spouse to be alone. You must warm your spouse. It's part of the plan of God. And it continued. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. We just read Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 to 12. The scripture is saying that two are better than one. The scripture says, whatever two of you shall agree on on earth, it shall be done. That is why Satan is creating this harmony in the home. Because he knows that when couples come together and they agree, and there is an agreement of the spirit, he knows that they are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. So he wants to ensure there is perpetual conflict, perpetual fight, 
perpetual issues, problems in marriage. But you see, God created marriage so that you can be stronger. He says two. He says one will chase a thousand. You will think that two will chase two thousand. But the scripture says two will chase ten thousand. That's a good reward. So marriage provides a better platform. A stronger platform to excel in life. So that is the plan of God. That is his purpose. That these needs would also be met in marriage. So uh, so we see that under the temporal purpose of God for marriage, marriage is to complement one another, to produce heat, to produce profit, to help one another. To help one another. As a woman, you must understand that you are a help. You must understand that the first name that God called a woman in the scripture is help. It was the man that called the woman, woman. The next name we're going to see was Eve. So you see, help, woman, Eve. But God's original name for the woman is help. So as a woman, a man is not doing you a favor by marrying you. Actually, you are the favor to his life. You must not see marriage as something that, wow, finally, at least me too, I have a man. No. That approach is what is making a lot of sisters to do things they ought not to do. Because they have seen marriage as a, a do or die affair. That I don't want to lose this man. The man is not the one helping you. You are the one helping him. Actually, you don't need the man. The man is the one that needs you. God didn't create the woman and say, Oh, let me make a help for her. God created the man and said, I will make a help for him. It is the man that needs help. And as a man, you must understand that you need help. A woman is not a property. She's not something you acquire after you have acquired money. After you have acquired your wealth, you now acquire a woman. A woman is not something you are. She's not a property. She's God's divine help to your life. Do you know what happened? When God said he would make a woman for the man, God went to work. Every help that that man would need, God packaged it and put it inside that woman. Now, look at the man that we are talking about. This man, is a, this man was a perfect man. He could work with God. He could fellowship with God. He named all the animals in, in the world without repeating any name. And God is saying, such a man needs help. How much more the men today? If a man in such state of glory would need help, how much more men today? So even as a woman, you need to understand your purpose. Many women are abused today 
because they themselves do not actually understand the purpose of God for them. They don't know that they are a bundle of blessing, of grace, of divine allocation to the life of a man. Some just think that they just want to get married so that they too can relax and say, me too, I have a husband. And I've had many women call themselves, uh, call their husband crown. It is, it is lack of, of understanding that will make you as a woman to think that your husband is your crown. No, it is the woman that is the crown. Proverbs 12 verse 4, a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. The woman is the crown. It is not the man. The Yoruba people will say, meaning that the woman, the man is the crown over the woman. That is wrong. It is the woman that is the crown. As a woman, you must understand who God created you to be. You are a crown. You are the one that gives the man authority. You are the one that brings glory out of his life. You are the one that makes him to shine. The man needs you. And a wise man will understand how much he needs the woman. Such that the scripture says, if a man might treat the wife, his prayer is not answered. There are many prayers today that God puts KIV on, keep in view. And why God is keeping them in view is because that man is maltreating the wife. It is foolishness for you as a man to be maltreating your wife and have your prayer hindered. If you are a wise man, you will treat your wife well because you don't want God to bounce your check. But you see, my point is this. The woman must understand her purpose. You know, we, we've been talking about the purpose of God for marriage. The man and the woman must understand their specific purpose. In fact, we will, we will treat that in subsequent broadcasts. But to say now that as a woman, you are a help. The man needs you. The man really needs you. And not the other way around. Don't ever see yourself as somebody that should be pitied. As somebody that should be helped. No. That is why the man is expected to chase you. Why do you think men chases women? It is divine order that the man, being the one that needs help, has to go and look for help. So as woman, you know you are shining. You are waiting. <laughs> so he needs me. Okay, I will consider it. That's the way it should be. Don't ever put yourself in a, in a state where you think you need to be pitied. Where you think you need a man to have mercy on you. No. You are created by God to be a help. To be a help. Everything God put in you. Everything. The way God designed you. 
is to be a help in your marriage. When we understand this, a lot of conflict will disappear. A lot of issues will naturally just go. So it is very important that we understand the, speci- the, the temporal purpose of God for marriage. Now, very quickly, uh, there is also the specific purpose of God for marriage. This has to do with what God has called each family in particular to do. For every home that God establishes, he has something specific that he wants them to do. Your marriage will have something specifically that God wants you to do that will be different from the marriage of another person. Even though there are eternal purpose, temporal purpose that are the same, we also have specific purposes that varies from families to family. Everybody must ensure they understand God's specific purpose for their marriage. You must know what God wants you to do. You must know what God wants to achieve through your marriage and then you must put all your heart into it. Because on the day of reckoning, that is what God will be requesting from you. That is what God will be asking. So you must understand that. So it's important that if we are going to get married, then we must understand the purpose of God for marriage. And if we are married, then we must understand the purpose, we must equally understand the purpose of God for marriage so that we can run marriage properly and and in a manner that we glorify and honor the name of the Lord. By the grace of God, uh, we will press on uh, on this issue uh, next time. It has been your brother, Olushegun Mokuolu, for counseling or clarification. You can reach me on 0803-809-9454. I take that again. 8-0-8-0-3-8-0-9-9-4-5-4. One more time. 0803-809-9454. God bless you and do have a wonderful week ahead. <music>